welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Today is July 24th, 2019, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Today we are sitting down with our Vice President of International Programs, Josh Caldwell, and our International Adoption Director, Carla Thrasher. And today we wanted to talk through a roadmap of international adoption and talk about what international adoption looks like currently. So one of the things that I was hoping that Carla and Josh could do for us is is a lot of times on the third Thursday of the month, we have what we call a, a roadmap to international adoption. I wanted us to do a mini roadmap to international adoption. And one of the ways that we Uh, want to help families along this journey is to by providing scholarships and as you know uh, through the month of July we are providing $500 scholarships and these are available to new applicant families applying for Lifelines International programs and this is going through July 31st so there's seven more days as of today for this funding opportunity and so we are excited to share that through this generous support of donors 500 scholarships are available to these new applicant families We all share the same heart, which is to see children placed in loving Christian homes where the gospel can be made known. And it's our prayer that these scholarships will be an encouragement for families who are called to care for vulnerable children through international adoption. So if you're interested in applying in the month of July, seven more days, go to lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship to find out more information on our international programs and to begin the application process. I'm privileged to sit down now with Josh Caldwell and Carla Thrasher. And one of the things that I really hope that we uh, are able to hear from them is as we are even offering scholarships and as we look at international adoption, there's a lot of rumors about what's going on with international adoption. But what does international adoption really look like? And if your family has ever felt called to international adoption, what does that process look like? And what are those next steps? And so Josh and Carla, thanks for joining us. And, and just start on this kind of roadmap to international adoption. Thanks, Herbie, for just that introduction. We're really excited about this scholarship that we're able to offer to our families this summer. We are at a point uh, in this international adoption journey that is exciting um, for our team at Lifeline. We are seeing growth. We are seeing countries that are uh, doing really well and uh, engaging us with our families in inter-country adoption. And uh, Carla and I are just gonna take a few minutes to share with you just some of these details of what it looks like to walk through this process. And um, one of the things that we like to start with is our mission. Our mission is uh, to equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to vulnerable children. We do that in international adoption through uh, our families. Our families are the body of Christ. We, we work with missional Christian families. And if you're a missional Christian family out there and you're interested in international adoption, we want you to partner with Lifeline. I mean, Lifeline is a place that our heart really is about prayer and, and discipleship to see the gospel go forth to the nations. And um, so w- we want to start there and we want to start by sharing that with you that um, or if you're a pastor out there or if you're a family that's already adopted and you know of, of someone that is a missional Christian family and are interested in international adoption, we would love to be that resource for you 
there. Um, so I, I think we should start out just really sharing some of these unique things about Lifeline, the things that we see that set us apart from uh, this community, this adoption community and things that we feel like that are really big strengths for us. And I'll start out by just kind of reemphasizing what I just said about the gospel. The gospel is the first thing that we believe is what makes us unique. We are uh, focused on that, centered on that and wanting to move forward um, by, by doing that. But we also want to walk with our families and hold their hand. We want to be a, an, a, a missional uh, ministry that is walking with our family. So we see these families uh, that work with us as an extension of our ministry. And as an extension of their ministry, we want to hold their hand through this whole process. Carla, as you know, the, the process is challenging and difficult uh, for families, but with the partnership of our experts at Lifeline, we want to walk through. So won't you share with us a couple other unique things that yeah, I'd love to. And I just want to say, too, it is such an exciting time in international adoption right now. Our team is just really energized coming off of a big family reunion that we had the end of last month. And just being to a, being able to see families with kids that we've had a part in their journey that the Lord has allowed us to, to walk with them, that has just really re-energized us. And just the excitement of, of kind of looking at numbers over the past week and seeing that we've matched over 100 children already this year. Um, in a time where maybe the tone of international ad uh, adoption has maybe taken kind of a downturn and there's a lot of negativity out there, we are truly seeing the Lord work and bless our families and bless our ministry. Um, with just continued growth and, and numbers that, that are amazing to us. So I want to just share that excitement. Um, but we just wanted to share, um, I often say that I really wish families we serve could be a fly on the wall at our ministry and just see how your families are celebrated, how we pray for our families. Um, uh, we share in um, just things going on personally with families. Um, it's not just about the adoption process to us. It's about leading, guiding, and discipling families through a very emotional and tedious process um, that culminates obviously in the gift of a child through adoption, but also just in relationship. So that's something that I think sets Lifeline apart really uniquely from a lot of other really good agencies um, process-wise, but just the fact that we're in this for the long haul to support and encourage families for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think one of the things, I love that, because I think that just leads right into my thought about uh, another thing that makes Lifeline unique is our, our education, our uh, opportunity to invest in our families, to help children from backgrounds of trauma. All of our children um, that that are adopted internationally have most have all experienced some sort of trauma, whether that's loss or grief or uh, living in an institution and uh, many, many different aspects of what that looks like. And we really want to walk alongside our families and educate them. We want to hold their hand and teach them and show them um, how the brain works of a child that has, has experienced trauma, how what tools and techniques of helping with behavior, what ways that we can work on attachment. So in order to do that most effectively, Lifeline has created a conference called Rooted in Love. And I believe this is something that really sets us apart, makes us unique, is that we have an education system and plan of like videos and trainings and all those things. Um, but we've also created this this Rooted in Love conference where we ask every family that applies with Lifeline to come to Rooted in Love. Rooted in Love is a day and a half conference where we are worshiping together 
praying together and fellowshipping together. But during that fellowship and prayer and discipleship, we are also being deeply educated about the things of children um, that are from trauma backgrounds. And so we're learning from experts and we're hearing from our team. And um, but we believe that biblical community alongside the education, those two components coming together is really what makes Rooted in Love unique. Um, you also have the opportunity to, to spend time with vendors and people that are wanting to assist you in your adoption. But the most uh, impactful thing about that Reared in Love conference that makes Lifeline unique is this biblical community combined with the education. And um, I just love that aspect. And kind of some of the other things that that make Lifeline unique that are um, more on the practical side of like your process. We, we have lots of countries that are good fits for families. And, and we, have, we actually work in 18 countries right now. And one of the things that we like to see is that when a family comes in to a process, they may see a, a, another country that may be a better fit for them. And and that's okay at Lifeline. It's okay to come in and you may come into the, uh, to a hungry process and realize that there's a child actually in Colombia that is a good fit for your family. And we would love to see you be able to go adopt that child in Colombia. So we have a team that works together. Um, our hungry team, our Colombia, India, China teams, our Eurasia teams, they all work together to, uh, to see families being the best fit for them and to be able to advocate for these children in the most effective way. So we want to see families be able to transfer. And in order to do that, we try to make that the most, uh, financially feasible as possible by allowing your fees to transfer. Um, there's always sometimes a little bit of an update that has to be done on home studies and immigration and things. But as far as lifeline fees, we want to see those be able to transfer to these programs in order to see children come into these missional Christian families. And I think one thing to just to, to tag along with Josh is the education and the training and the preparation and all of the things that he's talking about. It's not just during your adoption process, but when the tree journey starts and you have that child in your home, we are still coming alongside you. And whether it's, you know, spending time on the phone together, um, offering resources, whether it's local resources, tangible, you know, counseling therapies, those kinds of things, or whether it's providing information, you know, if you're having difficulties with sleep or challenges with eating or sibling rivalry, all the things that we know are coming, um, but you, you don't really absolutely know till that child's in your home and you see how personalities are fleshing out and, you know, um, people are getting along. We're going to come alongside you guys then and, and really step in and, and offer our expertise and offer our, um, once again, using the word discipleship, we are going to be there for your family long term. Um, and I think that is um, something that we are truly committed to as a team. So let's move into, uh, I think, talking about this, this idea of a roadmap to international adoption. I, I've, we talked about this several years ago where it's really this, this process part of adoption is really a journey that our families go on. And that's why we like to call it a roadmap. We like to think about it like you're on a, uh, a road trip and you, you have stops along the way. And that's the process part. We really do want to emphasize, though, that the process is a, a, only a portion of adoption because really... Uh, and we'll talk about this in just a minute, but when your child is placed in your, your family and that's when the forever part of adoption starts, that's when day one of your adoption really begins. And this process is challenging and difficult, 
But as we walk alongside you, we really want you to to focus on, you know, one day educating yourself, preparing yourself and getting ready for that one day when your child comes into your home. So this process starts um, with an application. And so we have a pre-application that's on our website that we want every family to fill out. You can actually go there today to fill that out. Go to our homepage, lifelinechild.org. And there's a button on the top right hand page that says apply. And you will see the pre-application there. And it takes less than less than three minutes. It's it's a very quick, but it gives us information about you and it allows us to get someone to contact you back specifically about what you're interested in in international adoption. So the pre-application is really important. And then you move into the application phase, which is more of an extensive application. And it's very common in international adoption where you, you would give us lots of information in your application um, about yourself, your family, your background and your Christian testimony. And through that, then you would pay an application fee of $300. And that really is what kind of gets the ball rolling with all of your uh, your application part of the process is the pre-application and the application. That's the first stop on kind of the roadmap to intercountry adoption when you're thinking about this. Um, and so I'm going to let Carla talk about uh, the next couple of steps, which are really important with the home study and, and immigration and dossier. So once you um, have completed your application and been accepted to um, the program that you are pursuing, we're going to start your home study right away. So we're talking three to five business days, getting you guys started. That process is going to start with um, you receiving your manual. And oftentimes, I think when families are receiving paperwork, it begins to feel overwhelming at that point when you look at just the, the number of pages and all the words. But this is where one of our unique um, qualities comes in. Your caseworker is going to break down that process with you. So they're going to break it down and they're saying to you, I need you to do this by this date. I need you to do this by this date. And they're going to be walking you through it. There's never going to be a time where somebody says, here's your manual. You know, I'll talk to you in six weeks. That's not going to happen here. We are working together. We're developing relationship. Um, and that's going to continue throughout that process. A home study is generally about three months of meetings with caseworkers, doing paperwork, completing the education that Josh had talked about. Um, and it culminates in a finalized home study, which at that point will go to immigration. Um, another unique thing about Lifeline is we maintain great relationships with all of the approving entities. Um, we spend time developing those relationships. We keep in touch. We're attending professional conferences where um, the staff of, of these entities are, are also coming and meeting with them. So your paperwork goes there and then there's relationship there. So if there's questions or um, if something has to be worked through, we're able to pick up the phone and just talk um, with them on a very personal level about your family. Um, once you have an immigration approval, you complete your um, your dossier, which is the official paperwork that goes to the country um, that you're pursuing as far as adoption. Um, after the, your dossier is logged in or whatever that process looked like, looks like in country, at that point, um, if, if you're not matched already, at that point is when official the official matching process starts. Um, and by this time, our team has gotten to go know you guys so well and we're advocating for you. We are um, looking for um, the ch a child or the characteristics of a child that's going to be the best fit for your family. We've talked a lot about capacity. We've talked a lot about what you're open to. We've had some really good, honest conversations. 
um, about limitations because there are some. That's just the reality of the lives that we lead, the children that are already in our home, um, financial resources, those types of things. So um, matching is, is going to be kind of the variable in most countries that determines like your overall time frame. But we're going to be working with you, like I said, um, very proactively on, on the matching portion. Um, once you're matched with a child, we move into the final immigration processes on, on both sides, on the countryside and on the U.S. side. And then we start getting you guys ready for travel, which is really an exciting time of the process. Um, travel is, is awesome here at Lifeline. We've got travel specialists. Um, that work with our families. Um, our teams on the ground are incredible and just a huge asset to our programs. Um, and then we'll move into post-adoption, which we talked yeah. about already. So, yeah, and thanks, Carla. That was a great little overview of, of those parts of the process that, you know, and many families see uh, these parts of the process. They're, they're big milestones. So when you're coming through the application phase, like we, we see these families being able to celebrate, you know, my application was accepted. Okay. I'm, I'm getting my paperwork filled out. Now my home study is, is complete. Now my immigration is complete. My dossier is submitted. I matched with a child. There's, there's all these different milestones through the process and each country works just slightly different on the way those parts of the process work. But this is really a generally overview of, of those. And, and then we come to kind of the end of that process after you're traveled, you're coming home and then you enter that post adoption phase uh, of the process. And this is something I love to talk about. I, I love to tell this story that um, so I, I've adopted dad twice. Um, my first adoption, we were in country for uh, a little bit of a stay in our country. Um, we were traveling home and it was a 30 hour travel home. Uh, so imagine this, we've been through this two, two year process, two and a half year process. We've been in country for several weeks. We're on this 30 hour journey home. Um, we get back to Birmingham, Alabama. Um, we're walking down the concourse at the airport and we see our family and friends and um, everybody's there. You know, the funny things of, you know, waving American flags and signs that say welcome home. And we're giving hugs to all of our family and friends. We walk outside, we get in our car and buckle our son into the car seat and he immediately falls asleep. We're all exhausted. Uh, and I remember it was like God audibly spoke to me and said, Josh, today is day one. Um, we've been through this amazing journey of this process, two and a half years, in-country stay, 30 hours home, just this incredible journey, this roadmap of taking us all the way to the point of having this child in our home and realizing that today is actually day one. Today is the day the journey begins of attachment and bonding, discipleship and investment, and, and really leading to um, this child um, coming to know the Lord one day, coming to understand what a family, uh, a healthy family looks like, and just so many things um, that, that really that day one looks like. And so that's really where post-adoption comes in, because in that post-adoption, we want to continue to support you. Uh, we don't want you to be on your own. So we're going to we're going to call you. We're going to come visit you if that's appropriate or in that's in our region. We're going to be on the phone with you, though, for the next um, several years. But we also want you to know that we are a resource for you. So we have resources here 
um, with post-adoption tips and videos. We have staff that would love to talk to you and counsel you. We have actually a counseling team here that we would love to engage you with if that's necessary. And if we want to, if you know, you need a referral for that, we can help you. If you're in a region that doesn't have uh, a counselor close to you, we will try to or try our best to help find you someone. So we want you to know that our post-adoption process and team is really our whole team. Our whole team wants to be a part of this with you and want to walk alongside you in that journey. We also know there's a lot of details about post-adoption, like pass, like um, birth certificates, passports, and citizenship, and all those things that are a part of this process. And we are also going to walk alongside you in those. So that's really the, let me just recap the process. It's of application start with the pre-application and the application, then the home study, immigration, and then your dossier, your matching, your travel, and then your post-adoption. That really kind of is the roadmap to inter-country adoption, the different parts of the process. And like we've said, many countries do things just slightly different in this, but this gives you a kind of a general overview of what that looks like. You know, and one of the things that that I like to to share with folks is that many, many Christian families think about adoption. Many Christian families in churches today are thinking about international adoption. And really, there's two main reasons that families don't move forward in the process. And those two main reasons is they don't get their questions answered or they're fearful about the process. And the second one is financial. They're not sure how to afford it. So everything we've just explained, we want you to know and feel more confident about this process that we want to walk alongside you of how to get started, how to go forward and how to move forward. But we also want to point you in a direction of financial support. We know that's something as well. And we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes. So Josh, as we do think about that, people want to have their questions answered. Talk about the two of you, what are some of those questions that you would say are the most frequently asked questions that people want answered? That's great. And I think, um, you know, for me, one of the main questions, uh, and Carla's definitely going to have some some uh, unique questions that she gets as well. But one of the main questions I get asked a lot is how do you choose a country? I mean, that's, this is, I feel like I get that question pretty often because I get to, to lead these type of information meetings with families or, or just sit down with a family and someone says, how do I know um, which way to choose? And I love to share this with, with families that the, the Lord is sovereign and we believe that he is in control of all things. And he is, he is in your life right now and he is leading you to ask these questions at that time. So you're married for a certain amount of time. You have a certain amount of kids in your home. You're a certain age and you have a certain job status. All those things do go into the country requirements. So the sovereignty of the Lord, think about that on, on one hand, is this, the Lord is leading you and has led you. So the sovereignty of the Lord, but also think about the opportunities. So we have 18 countries. They all have different processes and they have different requirements for age and marriage, how long you've been married, uh, how many kids are in your home, how long you have to be in country. And what I like to tell people to do is where do those two things meet? So where does the sovereignty of the Lord, where has he already led you in your life and where are the opportunities? And you can look at a, uh, we have a piece of paper on our website that is just a really good help and it's called a quick look and it will give you all these details. And I tell families to go pull that quick look down and you can start marking off the countries that are just not a good fit for you. 
And then you can pray very specifically for the countries that you are qualified for. And then that is how I believe the Lord will lead you to choose a country. So there is a way that you can process through this. It's not just picking something out of the air. You can actually process through this um, how to choose a country. And I think that's one of the biggest questions that I get. I think another question we get a lot is how does how do I prepare my family? Um, for an adoption process and you know there's not really like a magical formula you know that we can give you about having this much money in the bank or this much vacation time saved up or um, but it's more about I think from a family's perspective where I like to land with them is your role in this is is making sure that relationships are shored up in your family that your marriage is strong that you truly are relying on the Lord for provision throughout this process that you're pouring into the blessings that are already in your home as far as children, um, they're already there. And really just about coming at this process from a really as healthy as you can standpoint. Um, the process is gonna take care of itself. That's, that's a paperwork process that you are gonna be very lovingly and um, professionally walked through with so much expertise. But the things that you guys can control are, are, are what's actually going on in your home. So we're gonna, encourage you guys to um, to pray together, to seek the Lord together. And like I said, just to spend these precious moments uh, before your adoption culminates in a child being placed in your home, to spend those moments wisely, to not waste those away with worry or waste those away with social media or things that are not in your control. And so maybe the last question that, that I would ask you guys, and I know we get this a lot too, is what is the greatest need or where is the greatest need? How would you guys answer that question? Where is the greatest need? That is a great question, Herbie. And and I think the the greatest need is 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 all there. There's a great need all over. Um, we would not want to minimize um, the need that is around the world that we see. But we also know for sure that the trend that we are seeing and the children that are eligible for adoption right now are. Lots of children with more moderate and severe needs, children with sibling groups and older children. We want to be advocates for those children, especially like we're seeing a lot of sibling groups adopted right now. And it's been a thing where we've really been pushing to promote this idea that especially in places like Latin America and, and Eastern Europe, where there are a group of siblings together and that's what makes them a special characteristic. They may not have uh any needs from a special need perspective, but their need is they are a group of kids together that need to be adopted together. And we've seen that. And I know that's one of the significant needs that we have as families are willing to do that. I think we also have a significant need of, of even thinking about from the other perspective of families, empty nesters and people that are um, it, that are willing to to start a family again, old you know families that have experience um, parenting and that are willing to parent a teenager, willing to parent an older child, or willing to parent a sibling group. We are really in need of those families to come forward too, and so I know that's a significant need. Um, Carla, what are what are some of your thoughts about yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say too. Sometimes the need, the, the orphan care needs, stretch beyond actually adopting a child, and as we're walking a family through questions in their inquiry, it may, you know, we may discern that maybe it's not exactly the right time for your family to adopt. Um, maybe you've got some things going on or country requirements that um, you're not quite ready to meet. There are so many other ways to minister to orphans and waiting children. 
Um, and that can be maybe providing financially for other families to do that or providing financially for ministries like Lifeline to, um, to be able to, to, to minister on your behalf in the countries where we are. Um, it can be as simple as having a lemonade stand. We've got a big lemonade stand push going on this summer that's always so much fun for families or simply um, offering to pray um, for us or for families in the process um, or looking into our unadopted ministry. So even if you are hearing this podcast and maybe you're not sure you're called personally to adopt, I'd encourage you to get in touch with us and just say, what can I do? How can I help? This is just great information. And certainly you can always visit our website at lifelinechild.org. Look through the adoption section and look at international adoption. Learn more about each of these countries and even learn more about this process. And I do want to remind you that every third Thursday we have our roadmap intercountry adoption webinar and you can join that as well from our website and then don't forget there's seven more days if your family is called to intercountry adoption to take advantage of these $500 scholarships we're excited that through the generous support of a donor we're able to offer these to the month of July and so the scholarship program will end on July 31st and so if you're interested in securing one of these scholarships for your family for intercountry adoption visit lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship. Well, thanks Josh and Carla for joining us. And we hope that this has been a blessing to your family and that this may be the catalyst you need to begin looking at intercountry adoption. Mm -hmm.